Hello and welcome to the PC Gamer UK podcast. I'm joined today by Phil Savage and Andy Kelly. And I'm Sammy Roberts. I forgot to introduce myself. Um, Andy's on the podcast for the first time in months. Yeah, so let's it's good to be back. Yeah, yeah. When was the last time you were on? Like September or something? Uh, yeah, long, long ass time ago. Probably two episodes ago. Knowing <laughs> our schedule, it's been a pretty yeah, it's been pretty rough and tumble. It was another point. year when I was on here. Wow. Yeah. A different time. That is. Yeah, that is a long-ass time. Uh, but so we'll go straight to you then, Andy, because you have a, a boatload of games to talk about. Mm. One shit one, yeah. um, one good one, wait, two good ones, and yeah. one shit one. Yes, yeah. that's where we're at. Um, <laughs> let's start with uh, Extinction then, which is yeah. the shit one. <laughs> yeah, it's not shit. The bad one's the bad. bad one. yeah. um, shit, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to use shit less. It implies, like, no worth. Yes, that was a bit. That's a bit harsh. It's just because yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I, I, I think it's fine to call stuff shit, but like, it's just, it's just rubbish. Yes, <laughs> like so, there's a use for rubbish. It can be reconstituted into a, you know, can be recycled. Or a shit just. Yeah, I mean, shit. yeah, I mean, shit has limited energy. It's true. Yeah, as a you know, to, to power things. I mean, fertilizer is yeah, one of the point, major actually. agricultural. That's true. that's true. Okay, let's just but go yeah. with extinction. <laughs> it's is not power. that good. Extinction is not excretion. There you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's my is... placard. <laughs> was excretion your big word originally? Yeah. Oh, I should have been. <laughs> I've, actually, I'm being very harsh here because I was quite excited about this game. So it's like, um, I guess, Attack on Titan yeah. style. There are big men and you are a little dude and you fight them. So I guess yeah. a little bit of Shadow of the Colossus as well. But yeah. what what is the game exactly, it's Andy? It's by Iron Galaxy who did Killer Instinct reboot on Xbox One, which okay. I hear from some fighting game people is, is all right. Yeah, I've heard that's I, I good. I never play it, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it is Shadow of the Colossus, say, in, a, in, the, in the fact you're a small man who kills big beasts, but it ends there. It has none of the haunting beauty of that game. It's very quite trashy. That's no surprise. It, yeah. That's probably what they're going for, right? Yeah, the char- like the things you kill, um, the big ogres, they look like sort of World of Warcraft concept art from 2003. You know, <laughs> like the most generic green-tusked ogre you can think of. Yeah. So that, that disappointed me because all the enemies are variations on that base ogre with different coloured skin, sometimes with a weapon and with different armour strapped to them, which forms the basis of the combat. But um, so it's not the, the things you're killing aren't that interesting fundamentally, right? And the art style in general is quite, I don't know, it's just it's not very inspiring. Um, but yeah, you are a small man, and you have to kill these things by knocking their armor off, and they have different sets of armor that require different knocking off process. Mm-hmm. So if it's got wooden armor, you can just smash it up. If it's got metal armor, you have to sort of a, you've got this thing called Rune Strike where you slow down time and lock on or something and hit it. So you've got to uh, target these little padlocks to knock its armor off, then kill it. Mm-hmm. And then that just escalates. So some have magic armor that you have to use a sort of ability to dispel that before you can then begin the knocking off process. So that that is the whole <laughs> game, essentially. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but to power up the Rune Strike thing, you need to kill like minions at the ground level. Right. So there's a lot of hacking and slashing and quite shallow, quite dull combat to build up this Rune Strike to then knock the armour off and then topple the ogres and that is the whole game and whilst this is happening the ogre is knocking down buildings and filling uh, an extinction meter is dropping Okay. if that hits 0% it's game over so it's like a plate spinning thing powering up your rune strike killing the ogres and making sure they don't destroy all the buildings. Surely the extinction meter should tick up because you get closer to the yeah. extinction, not like you know. Yeah that's a good point when it's when it hits 0 that you, that you um, you're extinct. That wrong. Maybe I've got a scrambled in my brain. Is it like a population meter? Or? No, it just says extinction. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why one city being destroyed 
uh, means extinction for an entire race. But so there are no interesting ways of like beating them in terms of like. So Shadow Gloss has actually uh, played that on PS4 the weekend, and mm. what's good about that is that actually there's a lot of crossover between how you take them out. But the um, the thing is how you use the environment against mm. enemies, like getting yeah. them to a certain point. Do you do anything like that in this? No, not not really. I mean, some missions you have to keep below a certain measurement of extinction and mm. so you can it's uh, you can lure them away from like built up areas you know and fight them in open space to stop them smashing buildings so there's a, there's little drips of strategy like that but it's there's nothing every boss in colossus has a gimmick or a one shot little yeah. way of dealing with it this isn't like that and so once you've seen all the armor types and all the minion enemy types and yeah, there's not much else there. And considering the game is 55 quid slash $60. 55 yeah, pounds on Steam? Price. It's the same price as... 55 quid? <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? I'm going to look this up now. because I'm. Uh, yeah. What the hell? That's true. Well, okay. Now I'm, <clears throat> now I'm furious. It shouldn't be... It really doesn't feel like it justifies that price. Yeah, I heard someone else say that in the office, actually. And I wondered if, mm. like, um, maybe, like, 25 it might have been... No, no. It's full price. It costs as much as, you know, Dishonored 2 when it came out. <laughs> well, I, <but> that, <laughs> or any number of... But I'm pretty sure that cost richer. forty quid when it yeah, came out. Yeah, maybe, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what they're playing at. It's really gonna, that's gonna drop really quickly. Yeah, that price since then at fifty five quid. Right, I'm looking this up just to make sure. Yeah, because I'm before well, I, fact checked. You know, you know it's how been angry published I get on the money review. for. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the, uh, it's on the internet right now, and our review software is right, and I'm not. Um, <laughs> Let's see. And I'm sure I double checked it. Uh, yes, fifty five pounds. Yep. Deluxe Woof. edition sixty. Uh, what the hell? That's like. Fifteen pounds more than most brand new games cost on Steam. That's even so, even more than the Ubisoft games that are on Steam, which are always fifty quid. Yeah. Generally mm-hmm. speaking, um, yeah, yeah wow. that's all I want to say about extinction. It's it's not. I, there's some the the ogre fights are pretty dramatic, and I like that when you've knocked the armor off, you can sever their limbs, yeah. so you can just chop its legs off, and it just lands in a big heap. Although its limbs regenerate, so it's a time thing. Cut its legs off, clamber up its back, hmm. stab it in the head, sort of thing. Is Cut the, its head off. All right. Is the destruction impressive at all? Nah, there's a weird when it when it knocks a building down, the building sort of turns into sort of fizzle phases away, like a, like when someone's been beamed aboard the Star Trek uh, Enterprise. Okay. Like the, the, there's no destruction. There's no the buildings don't fall apart and crumble and satisfyingly, like you know, crack down or something like that. Mm. It's just. They phase away in a weird shimmering pixel effect. Just yeah, it's, ah, it's, a, it's a weird classic EDF buildings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's bizarre. I don't know why they're throwing us out for fifty-five quid, but that is that, that, yeah. that almost seems like an error. Like yeah. I don't know, like an error of judgment at least. Yeah, well, they're a mid-sized studio, right? So if they, yeah. I think they could probably get away with charging like thirty quid. For yeah, or something like it's that. a pretty polished game. Like it, the controls and stuff feel quite nice and nimble. It's 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 work's been done on it. Yeah, um, to make it feel good, but there's not. It just feels really, sh- really shallow. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay, I still want to give it a go. Actually, like I, I don't know. I just I like giant enemies in games. Yeah. I'm always fond of that. I don't know if anyone the else. The first is... few ogre fights are brilliant. Like, yeah, the, they, are, they are. They feel properly massive, and it, the the frame rate doesn't stutter at all. Like it's quite well optimized. Um, I don't like to use the word optimized because it makes develop, game developers angry that we don't understand what the word optimized means. I mean, they're correct. But it runs real good. <laughs> yeah, it runs real good. There yeah, even go. when they come, you know, two of them are lumping around, it, it, it feels solid, you know, like it doesn't feel like the game's sort of bursting at the seams trying to keep up with all the stuff that's happening. Mm. But, um, yeah. 55 quid. What is it, bloody Donkey Kong 64 with the expansion pack? I mean, <laughs> yeah. that came with a physical... yeah. Item to stick into your N64. This is just yeah. a kind of boring game with giants. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Extinction. Now, now. <laughs> 55, 55 pounds. pounds. 
Okay, then on a cheerier note. <laughs> on a cheerier note, then, Andy, you went to see um, Jurassic World Evolution, yeah. um, which I almost called Jurassic World Extinction because we've yeah. just been talking about another game. Yeah. Um, I so, keep yes. calling it Jurassic Park Evolution as well. I did, I'd done that in the feature and noticed it at the last minute. I'm sure um, a production editor, Drew, would have found it, but I, I wrote Jurassic Park Evolution in there. Gotta stop doing that. Yeah, well, Jurassic okay. World Evolution. Yes, it's yeah. Chris Pratt, not Sam Neill. Yeah, <laughs> um, but um, Ian Malcolm's in it, voiced by Goldblum, and what they've done with him is actually one of the most interesting things about it. Where Jurassic Park is not about how awesome it is to build a dinosaur theme park; it's about what a terrible idea it is okay. to even to build. You know. It's a cautionary tale, you know. Don't meddle with nature. Don't build a dinosaur theme yeah. park. Well, they about... tried it three times in the film. Yeah, exactly. four times in the film, but it didn't. Yeah. Didn't work out. Yes. So yeah, you know, don't uh, try and uh, use science to meddle with nature. And Ian Malcolm is the little um, conscience in your ear, as he was in the first film, saying, "So whenever you build something or develop a new, if you say you breed your own type of dinosaur and mess with the genetics to make it uh, have more appeal to the guests, mm. you'll." Goldblum will come stuttering in and his weird sort of waves staccato waves. Oh, speaking he, proper, he does proper Goldbluming there. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. He's, he, and he, he sort of says why it's a terrible idea and why he shouldn't be doing this. I love that. I think I think they, they needed that. Otherwise, the game would have been like, hey, but making dinosaurs is great. It's like it's not. People get eaten. Yeah. Whilst they're on the toilet, mm. kids yeah. get crushed, eaten by you know, plucked out of the air. Do they have the on the toilet thing? Uh, you can build toilets, <clears throat> so I'm well, hoping you can build I'm toilets and you can build yeah. T Rexes. So exactly. maybe nature will find if, life will yeah, find a way. Yeah, yeah. code. Yeah, developers hopefully <laughs> will find a way to yeah. make that work. Because if they don't have an animation where it plucks a guest out of the toilet, mm. that's the one thing they never showed any, um, any disastrous stuff. My, I played the first hour of the game and it was quite sedate and just teaching you the systems. I want to see everything going apart, and I want to see rampaging dinosaurs and stuff. I wonder how how far they'll go with that because it's quite an end Jurassic World, which I actually quite enjoy. I, I, the I, film, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was decent. I wasn't a fan, but I, yeah. I thought the new one's got like a pretty amazing director. I think it's a guy who did The Impossible, I think. Yeah. Or no, he um, did a Monster Calls. I don't know if you saw that film. No. That film's amazing. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. So the, I'm quite but, yeah, optimistic about it. It's sequel. quite. It's quite brutal. Like there's the scene with the pterodactyls sweeping down and plucking children out of there and mm. stuff. It's all quite dark. So I'd like to. I want to see the game. You know, that's part of the appeal of the Jurassic films as well as seeing dinosaurs beating people and rampaging around. Yeah, so. although I mean, Jurassic Park the original is pretty. It leaves a lot to the imagination. Yeah. There's a lot of cutaways and stuff, which you can't really do for a game. So yeah, yeah it's kind you of. You do see that guy getting fully eaten off the toilet. Though. I rewatched it when I when I, after I saw the game to remind myself a few things, but. Um, <laughs> he gets fully, he gets fully eaten. But yeah, there's a lot of cutaways <laughs> elsewhere. But I wonder how violent they'll go. Like, is it's it's cool produced by Universal, and I can't imagine them letting them go too far with the no. The even violence. like the, the violence is pretty tame in Jurassic World, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, um, and like I guess when Spielberg made Jurassic Park, he was at like top of his game. So yeah. what he said goes, <clears> you know. Um, but yeah, like um, I remember when I was a kid uh, before I'd seen Jurassic Park. Um, like you know how kids just lie all the time because you're a kid and there's mm. nothing else to do and there's only four channels on the TV so you got to do something. Um, like what? Some kid told me, oh, you got to watch Jurassic Park, right? The scene where a guy gets eaten while he's on the toilet and you see his ass and you see poo coming out of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like you watch the film, that doesn't happen. Yeah, he's not even shitting. He's not even using the toilet. No, he's just, just hiding there. Yeah. 
But yeah, that was a thing that like kids told, like one kid told me. I don't know what he thought. What he thought, I'd never find out. Of course, I'll watch the film eventually. But like he said it like deadly serious, de- yeah. deadly seriously. Like, and I was like, wow, that's like, wow, that's not the film I thought it was going to be. Well, I watched it in 4K. <laughs> Heavy like stuff. That, and you do not see the poop coming out of his ass. <laughs> and nor do you see his ass. No, <laughs> he's wearing he, trousers. Yeah. Um, I should probably say what the game is actually. I'm, I'm assuming a, a huge amount here. Well, it's a yeah. park building game like Planet Coaster. Uh, although more streamlined and no one near as granular, because um, mm. it's like it's on PS4 as well, right? Yeah, I asked them like, is, is it going to have as much fine uh, customization as Planet Coaster? And they're like, no, we want to make it more accessible, which is fine. I get, I Planet Coaster is a difficult game to get started with, yeah. so that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, and it's got to be mapped to a controller as well, but <clears throat> it doesn't feel um, like a rubbish free-to-play mobile game or something where you're just pressing big buttons and things happening. You're actually Placing stuff and building fences and enclosures, and you can use terrain tools, you know. So, if you build an enclosure, you need like a water source so you can like just dip the land and fill it with water. And it's really, you can make it look exactly how you want, you know. You just can't, on Planet Coast, you can go in individual design elements and place signs and move every basically customize everything. Hide moddable as well, and mm. yeah, yeah, really, yeah, it's like clearly made for PC. Yeah. Like, can you, um, can you mod Jurassic World? They haven't said yet. Okay. Yeah, they've, they've not decided yet. I wonder if Universal will be really like precious about people going mm. in and meddling. Putting Godzilla with... in it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't. I can't see it happening, which is a shame. But I can also understand why. Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of any games based on big film properties that have built-in mod support. And well, I can't think of any either. Actually, no. I yeah. suppose that's never yeah. happened. Um, I guess. Um, uh, I suppose in like Little Big Planet, that on PS3, you could like build things that involve yeah. like because you, you could buy packs of yeah, Disney yeah. packs and Watchmen packs and then just have like yeah. you know Night Owl from the Watchmen going through a, riding a p- rocket poo in a <laughs> yeah. user created level yeah but it was <clears throat> even then it was very sort of abstracted versions of that it was like cosplay versions of these film things wasn't it it's but, true yeah yeah but I, I, actually, I had a question, Andy. Um, with the whole um, messing with the DNA, like, are the dinosaurs like generated based on the dinosaurs you do, or do they just have like presets for how you crossbreed I think dinosaurs? You, or you, you, the way it works is you send out, you build a, um, what's the what's the word for when you send a group of scientists out? Expedition. You build right. an expedition center, and a little helicopter flies out, and you tell them where to go in the world to dig sites to find fossils mm. and uh, mosquitoes trapped in amber. You bring that back, you extract the DNA from it, and you'll find, oh, you've got some Triceratops DNA. Nice. Yes. <laughs> Score. <laughs> you, you can go from that point on, you can build one from that first base bit of DNA, but they'll die really soon, or they'll get sick really easily, because okay. you, it's a quick, uh, e- easy way of making a dinosaur. Whereas if you send more expeditions out at greater expense and longer time spent on it, you'll get a more accurate d- dinosaur. Right. And it'll live okay. longer, and, and it'll have more prestige and bring in more guests kind of thing so you can choose to just like fill your park with like uh, really you know like it's fast food triceratops yeah, yeah basically but... and like you you know they'll all start dying and all the guests will get depressed because they really <laughs> go so that's quite cool when you choose which base animal as well to you know and, and uh, in Jurassic Park the DNA uh, the dinosaurs aren't complete you fill in the blanks with frog DNA mm-hmm. so you can use frog DNA you can like use lion DNA so you, and it'll 
make it more aggressive so you can modify their behavior based on what base <laughs> that DNA definitely you use. won't go wrong yeah so you can like yeah cross a t-rex with uh you know use a lion as a base it's going to make it more aggressive it's going to make it... a bit of gorilla in there yeah. <laughs> yeah. two, so cool. two armed big <laughs> t-rex yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i should say this doesn't affect how they look at all you want oh, to get like right. a t-rex with a mane or whatever it's just affects <laughs> God its, damn it. it just affects its base stats um, that's how it was in Jurassic World. That's how they explain why. Uh, since the first film came out, they found out that the dinosaurs in that film all look nothing like <laughs> what Steven Spielberg's lot imagined they would be. So right. in Jurassic World, they go, "Well, they're not quite accurate because we don't have the whole DNA strands." So that was quite interesting. Sounds like some science. Yeah. yeah, it's like well, that's because the T Rex was like you know covered in bright feathers and. Um, wasn't a predator. Not a frog this, is, this is too garish for a blockbuster yeah. audience, you know. And it, it wasn't like it was a scavenger as well. It just went around eating corpses. It wasn't like a, an apex predator or whatever. I'm mm. like, there's probably some archaeologist listening to me. Now going, what are you on about? I don't think so, Andy. No, there isn't. So that's, <laughs> no archaeologist so that's is listening true. to this. I'm pretty sure it's true. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, and you can like, uh, you can take. There's like a rangers in the park who drive around in jeeps and fly helicopters and do stuff like medicating animals, uh, knocking them out and lifting them to different enclosures. You can take control of that, which mm. is cool. You can drive. You can go into your park and drive the jeep around. Is it the rad jeep from the first film? It, the the little the red bits on the side. It is yeah. Oh. I'm pretty, it was blue in mine actually, but I think that's because oh, it's Jurassic, Jurassic World. World it? It's blue. That's the color. So, so I guess in the tour things, are like little bubbles <clears> there in yeah, Jurassic World. Yeah, you can well. have the gyroscope. They had the gyroscope things as well. I, I, it would be cool if they put the old skin in, like the old uh, logo and branding and stuff. It'd be um, nice to do, yeah, like a time shifted yeah. one or something. Because Isla Nublar is in there. Like it, it's set on the archipelago where the Jurassic series takes place. Yeah, one of which is Isla Nublar, and they're keeping really secret about refuse to say anything about how that will figure into it so okay. I think you'll probably go there and the old park will be there and you'll have to reclaim it yeah and like rebuild it or whatever oh that sounds cool. good yeah. yeah but it's cool being able to jump into the helicopter and then um, hang out the side of it with a rifle and like you know over your own park and like shoot tranquilize dinosaurs and, and you're shooting and, yeah yeah you control a third person camera which is cool oh, that's cool yeah yeah oh, that's interesting yeah i, I i'm not actually <clears throat> against uh, having a sort of more streamlined sort of thing like I, I like the idea of like playing two or three hours and blasting through park hmm. creation and yeah just seeing what kind of carnage takes place and i think it. each instead of creating a landmass each island has its own um challenges and qualities and, yeah. yeah so like one is really overgrown so you've got a building basically jungle and the weather can change and at different times of day as well one island that's always night time so you've got to deal with it and there's stuff like tropical storms can come in and bust up your electric fences and, oh, shit. and disasters and stuff like that to deal with so. mm. and there's also um, you can have <clears throat> espionage as well so you can have Dennis Nedry types working for <laughs> you and secretly stealing the embryos and you know losing your money and stuff like that so they've, they've watched the films a few times I think no missed opportunity not to have uh, Newman from Seinfeld in there. Though, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? well, he might. It, it, <laughs> I interviewed the lead writer, who's actually the lead writer of Chronicles of Riddick: Escape from Butcher Bay. Oh, okay. I just wanted to talk to him about Butcher Bay, but I had to talk about Jurassic World <laughs> Evolution. Yeah. And um, he was telling me that there's. I think he, he said it in a way that no one else said it. I wonder if he let slip. He said, "Oh, there'll be other iconic series characters in the game." So, I think. I think uh, I wouldn't say it was iconic, but I wouldn't. I'd be surprised if Owen Grady turns up. Oh, yeah. Crap. Well, he goes, iconic characters like Velociraptor <laughs> yeah, yeah. and dinosaur that spits things. They should, <laughs> should get Ned yeah. in there. Wayne Knight's still alive. Got to get him in there. He's just, yeah, he comes back, but he's like covered in like <laughs> acid burns, yeah. I guess, from that 
dinosaur that Steven Spielberg made up. Yeah, that's totally made up. Yeah, it yeah. didn't have frills. It didn't shoot acid. But goddamn, it's cinematic. You know, yeah. the man knows what he's doing. You know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it looks it looks good. It looks the production values are really high. The dino, dinosaur animation and stuff when you sink down at ground level is really impressive. Like cool. Yeah, it looks great. I'm really looking forward to playing it. Oh, fantastic. I look forward yeah. to hearing yeah. more. I'll come back to you, Andy, for yeah. the final game we're going to discuss today. But, um, Phil, I'm going to cut to you. Dang. We're going to talk about a bit about Sea of Thieves, which yeah. I literally could not get running on my PC after 12 attempts on um, Saturday. I don't know Yeah, why. that was a an ordeal. Yeah, it's the only, like, the only game I've had that with on my PC. But, like, I just couldn't. It just it got, got to the menu. They make you watch that same animation over and over again while you're waiting for the game to load. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, when it was at the loading screen, it just wouldn't would not load it to the game. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Um, but rather than filing a support request for Microsoft, I chose to delete it off my hard drive forever. Um, but <laughs> Phil, you played a bit more of it, and um, you wanted to revisit it because last time we were on the podcast, you were a little bit down on. Yeah, I, I mean, last time I think I'd had an all right time in a game that didn't seem to have much to do, and. Um, there still isn't like loads to do. I don't, you know, there's, there's still a lot of the problems hang over, but had a slightly better time just existing in the world and mucking about mm. like that time that the three of us who weren't you could play. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure if they've done anything on their side or whatever, or if we were just more lucky, but there seemed to be sort of more ships about at the time. I still not loads, and it probably only lasted for an hour and a half out of a two, three-hour session, after which it seemed completely dead, but there was, like, periods of excitement where we were being chased by other ships, and um, that that makes for, like, some really tense encounters, because the way we structured it the other night was um, we basically did a bunch of missions in a row, and our hold just, rather than doing, like, mission outpost to, you know, uh, sell all your stuff, then do another mission, just do it one on one. We just did a big circular route, getting as many missions as we can, yeah. and just filling our hold full of stuff um, that would all sell at the end. And that does make things a lot more tense because uh, there's risk. Yeah, if your boat sinks, that stuff is just gone. There's no, there's no sort of easy way to reclaim it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that made for a more kind of yeah, a more. I think that's the way the game kind of is set up to function best is where you're not trying to like streamline the process but you're actually setting out on an adventure and you know you won't be back to port for some time and that that really kind of plays to the to the fantasy that they're setting up. Also the four man boat is just way better. Um it's sort of more complex there's more stuff to do sail management becomes a whole task there's only like one sail on the um sloop okay but the galleon has i think three or four sets with different things so it was yeah, I, think it was three. I mean i was just sort of steering um but it was kind of nice to hear the two other guys trying to coordinate between each other as they're going yeah. along and it made the boat feel a lot more alive mm. um and yeah like um it's kind of in how it, it's interesting how tense like encounters with other boats can be, even when like nothing happens. Right. Um, there is, as with all of these sort of, technically you can collaborate or you know anything could happen when you meet. Generally, what happens is like people will fire on each other, but combat, just ship-based combat, is so kind of clunky anyway that that it's not 
the say the daisy or whatever thing of if you meet someone they're just going to shoot you and you'll be dead and that's a waste it's like if you meet someone they will probably fire on you but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to do any damage or that um anything untoward is going to happen it's just a sort of a tense encounter that you can either lean into by you know turning around and trying to fire on them uh or trying to run away from which is what we initially did um I think this was a secondary session where we were in the sloop and like this galleon was just steaming after us the entire time. Right. I was like, well, surely we can outrun them and we can sort of get away. We're smaller, we're faster. Nope, turns out they could keep pace with us pretty well. We just couldn't shake them and they kept coming after us. Or they'd come to a certain distance and they'd sort of stop, fire a few shots, and then we're like, okay, we're getting away, and then they'd be coming after us again. I think they were sort of waiting for us to do something to make sure that we had some loot worth taking. And... Eventually, we were just like, look, fuck it. We've not actually got much on this boat right now. It's not really that valuable. Turned around and we just sort of charged at them with, you know, firing sniper rifles at them, trying to hit them as we're bobbing down, which is very hard to do, but feels really good if you actually land a shot on somebody from, like, across the seas with a sniper rifle. And then fired a few boats at them and actually managed to take them down like their boat started sinking and I'm not sure how much of it was us because uh, I'd been shot in the head by one of their sniper rifles so I, you go to this like weird um, river stick style this kind of ghost galleon yeah. thing um, that's basically a holding room that stops you from instantly coming back just so you can like attack someone else's boat with them without them constantly respawning Yeah, and yeah by the time um, I respawned. We'd taken a bunch of damage, um, but their ship was basically simking, and I think it's because they just tried to ram us, and right. they just couldn't find the leak in time. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. It's just yeah, it's kind cool. of interesting the, the the number of ways it can play out. Um, there seems to be a lot of possibility there. Um, it's still like the systems that were just in the game. Yeah. Like when I when it was demoed at E3 2016, though, right? Like it's that's the thing. Like it's it didn't. People were waiting to see what the thing was on top of that, and it just turns out it's fetch quests, right? Like yeah, yeah. I mean, the the, the quests, the, the questing still isn't particularly uh, interesting or like varied. Yeah. Um, we've had more luck just sort of heading around and finding things out in the world. It turns out there are things on islands, you know, um, valuable stuff that you can find. Okay. Um, although it's very sparse, probably just as a balance thing because you don't want to you know be discovering two or three different valuable goods on each small island you yeah. go to but um that does mean that if you're going around and you've sort of set a route around and a kind of circular route around the missions that you've picked up you're also likely to find a few extra things as you go around um yeah treasure quests remain the best because there's a bit of a kind of puzzle figuring things out element to it actually figuring out where to dig and some of them are some of them are just a map with an x on some of them have like clues and things that you've got to follow i've done a couple of clues ones are they they randomly generated i don't know anyway they're quite good they're like you know find this symbol and dig walk 10 steps dig here and then when you actually find it you do have that Mm. nice eureka moment which is cool um yeah okay see if yeah. things end so and you, you can find other like higher level missions I think when you're out about we found just a scroll out in the world yeah and um that led to an island full of bastards <laughs> um 
and they murdered us many, many times, but there's no real penalty for dying as far as I can tell. Yeah. Um, so we just kind of kept throwing ourselves at them until it was done, hmm. which was a bit cheap, but hey, you know, got yeah. me some money. <laughs> um, all right then, good. Yeah, it's still not perfect, but I think like there are ways to optimize how good a time you have with it. I mean, what we said about optimize, Phil. <laughs> Develop- <laughs> developers don't like us That's using bad. it. Well, they should put more questions. Make it in their game. real good. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, I, um, I I do agree. Like, I've not, I actually have no idea if I'll ever work on my PC. So mm. I can't imagine how angry I'd be if I spent fifty quid in it and it didn't work. Yeah, it, I was playing it for work, but yeah, seems quite buggy at times still as well. Like even in game, like there's a lot of there seems to be a lot of. Um, lag or sync issues um, especially I don't know how the con- the connection works uh, I assume it's some sort of server that r- rarer running That's the last as thing opposed to a peer to peer thing sync issues oh very good Andy Jesus Christ that's what you've missed people that's what we've had missing for this podcast <laughs> okay let's move on um, <laughs> talking about other games where we've revised our opinion slightly Phil mm, perhaps allegedly maybe um, Vermintide 2 um, now you, uh, me, and Tom Hatfield played a bit more of this. Yes. Um, and well, <laughs> you got very angry at somebody. <laughs> did I? Oh right. Remember yeah. the Tome Boy? Yeah. Um, so is it Grimoires? They're called. I, apparently, I was calling them Tomes, and I think they were meant to be Grimoires. I don't know. Who the cares? books you pick up in yeah. Vermintide that block a health item, and also take down a portion of your health. Mm. We were we we're quite low level players, and we were with one other low level player, and they on our run insisted on picking up the Grimoire, which move, removes twenty five percent from everyone's health bar in a game that's already fucking hard. And like, uh, and, and <laughs> I was I was furious about you were this. Genuinely so, angry. I was really angry, and then we failed the level, of course. And then like, and when we were back in the the lobby area, I just um, left them a message, and well, so we started voting to kick them. At my at my insistence, and then I left a message that just said, uh, um, "Sorry to kick you, but you picked up a tome, sad face." And, then, <laughs> <laughs> and then I think maybe I said, "But unfortunately, you picked up a tome." Like it was, I think I was just making the point that why are you doing this? And so I hope that person's learned a lesson. Like, oh yeah, I can get this back. No, yeah. we'll never finish a level, mate. We're, that's how this game works. You die most of the this time. Doesn't sound much fun. No, that wasn't much this fun. Game. But we, um, we, um, me and Phil were a bit down on the initial difficulty. I think it's still a fair criticism because so. the way you fix it is you... Well, well you it, fail a bunch, um, but you get some loot through failing at the... Yes. Yeah. I had something like four or five crates to open. Open them all. Um, and then, yeah, I had like a level, like a level thirty-two or like a thirty-two strength sword or something like that, power mm. sword. There's a thing called hero power that is a bit opaque in what it is, but yeah. And so, like, basically, they basically want you to tick up this number to until mm-hmm. you're you find it a bit more bearable. And I don't know that I like that really because I, I didn't. That wasn't felt didn't feel like as much of a factor in the first game to me. Like, no, I don't just, think so. Yeah, and so um. Abs- when I was talking about this on Twitter, someone said to me, "Oh well, what you need to do is go forward, go further forward in the game, um, do some more, do some more of the levels, and come back to beat the bosses and the more difficult levels in the first act." I'm like, I want to play a game out of order in order to like finish it, but then I don't really want to play the same levels over and over again. Yeah. Um, that said, it does feel like we're making some headway. Now. Yeah, it was interesting, like how quickly the experience switched, um, like. At a certain power level, we were just getting our asses kicked, yeah. um, and it wasn't a great fun time. And then, I don't know, we must have hit some sort of barrier in, like, weapon um, power. And then suddenly it was... I mean, it was still hard, but it was that kind of bearable hardware, you know, you were 
scrapping to fix it, but you felt that you could actually overcome the challenge. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it was like it was just an instantaneous thing. It was like oh, punishingly hard, punishingly hard, punishingly hard. Like fifth attempt, suddenly it's like oh, we could probably do this now. Yeah, I sort of like I was talking to a friend about this. He said um, he works with a guy who's playing it and says how much he hates those. Uh, what are they sorcerers? Are they chaos sorcerers? Chaos sorcerers. Yeah, those, are, I don't, those are not. I don't see how they're good. So they te- they they can teleport around the arena and they summon like a whirlpool thing that yeah. drags you in and then throws you out and just does damage to you and stops you from attacking or doing. They anything. can also just suck your soul out of your body. Which <laughs> yeah. Is like oh yeah, yeah which yeah. is their kind of version of the hook rap guy who's also still in the game who's also still in the game there's plenty of pricks who disable you (laughs) in some way or another yeah I I thought um, yeah I found found it a bit dispiriting at times like just some of the and the larger chaos enemy they added the whatever that Nurgle looking thing is with the big oh my god that fucker wouldn't leave me alone yeah so like um, Max Ursa one of our uh, loyal subscribers yeah we got a question or a a comment about it, didn't we? Yeah, we'll, cut, we'll, we'll um, come to it in a bit, but he um, was saying that um, there are two factors in the game that determine what level of bullshit... He didn't say, <laughs> he didn't say bullshit. Um, what will happen in the game, and it was like, it's the AI director combined with the difficulty setting. Yeah. And those things uh, colliding in a bad way makes for a bad, yeah, make, and make I for think, a bad experience. For I think us. even the time that we did like finish that mission and finally saw a, you know, you've done it screen, it, we got a slightly more favourable seed of bosses and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah. I would say so, because I think we only had, like, one big enemy in the whole run. Yeah. Whereas we had played levels where we had two big enemies, and their health bars are ridiculous in this game, and I don't know why. Um, uh, again, that's probably a weapon power thing, isn't it? It, yeah, it is, but did it, the Chaos ones seem to be vulnerable to, like, projectile damage, but yeah. not melee damage that much. Like, maybe I'm wrong about that, but in any case, I don't know, it, just, it does feel like there's a few too many bullshitty things in that, but... We haven't played it since they patched it and um, tuned the difficulty. Oh, down. they patched it. Yeah, they've tu- patched it so the difficulty is tuned down a little bit. Who? So we might actually be able to finish it now. That'd be nice. What dang? Yeah, I definitely want to play more of it because it is a beautiful looking sequel. Mm. Like, um, and it, the uh, the combat feels so much better. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, me and Phil may have sounded a bit pessimistic on the last episode about it, but that was just our first experience with it, which is mm. obviously vital for a game. And, yeah. Like, I and, like, yeah. But, yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, I think turning it down can't hurt like i don't know if the easy like we're saying if the easiest difficulty setting isn't that easy or accessible and you're still failing like what do we fail missions like five out of six times something like that before Mm. we succeeded maybe more yeah i think five yeah i felt like i saw the opening to that level in the sort of stony district a lot of times yeah for sure okay good well yeah so me and phil are uh, more positive on getting there it's it is a case of just getting on that loot grind Yes. Um, and I assume the next challenge is figuring out the seven goddamn crafting tabs. Oh, God, there's actually seven seven crafting screens. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've cracked the first three. Mm-hmm. It's the remaining four. Yeah, they're slightly different out, from yeah. like the six or seven crafting screens Vermintide 1 had. There's yeah. some new concepts in there that I've not figured out yet. Yeah. Uh, but oh, crafting's boring, isn't it? It's, it's crafting's pretty bad. I yeah. got really into crafting in uh, Star Wars The Old Republic. I remember just standing in, in the, next to this vendor. For hours on end, just you know, turning materials and other materials, and mm-hmm. building just crap, and then selling it for money to buy more materials. Yeah. For, to what end? Yeah, I was trying to think of like, um, uh, so uh, this is probably I think this is why I was a bit down on Fallout Four because crafting is such a massive part of what they added yeah. to that game, and 
I didn't find the building settlements thing interesting at all. Only a only a little bit, yeah. but you do have to watch NPCs die if you don't do it. Like yeah. it's yeah. Um Mm, yeah. They should learn to build themselves, shouldn't they? What's um is is it Borderlands where you can craft like guns to you can you combine them <clears> to <throat> give them different ammo and stuff? Maybe I'm imagining that actually. Don't remember that. In I'm trying to think of a game where you. I'm trying to think of an interesting crafting system where you can give things like ele- bullets, elemental properties, and stuff. I have no idea what I'm talking about. So I'm just going to carry on and discuss <laughs> something else. Um, Prey has a good crafting system. It does. But that's yes. just because of how tactile it feels. Like I don't think. I don't think you can craft anything particularly notable or unique in it. It's just items that you'd pick up in the game anyway. But the way they fall out of that little machine. Oh, so good. And then you can hold the button to just hoover them all yeah. up. And oh. It feels so good. Oh my god, yeah. We should have given that game a higher score for that reason. Let's go change it in the CMS. Um, yeah, okay, cool. Um, that's Vermintide then. Um, me and Phil will crack on with that. We'll carry on talking about it in um, the coming weeks and we get through it. Because I'm, th- I'm, it feels like a game that a lot of our readers are probably playing. Mm. Um, and I'm definitely keen to see the end of having yeah. the first game. I think so. we can crack it too. I think we'll get there. I think so. Okay. Oh, before you know it, we'll be at whatever the highest difficulty is. No, we won't. <laughs> Barely got through the first game, Phil. Slagging off all those people who can't do it at recruit level. Those <laughs> scrubs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, get good, etc. Like you can be amazing like me. Look at my power level, it's 145 or whatever. <laughs> those things. Doesn't sound very awesome. We'll say all of those things. Yes, indeed. We're kind of looking for more full player card things, aren't we, Phil? Yeah. yeah. Um, That's become our sort of style of game. I mean, now. it didn't help that Sea of Thieves just resolutely refuses to work on your computer. Yeah, because I went up for that. The GTA is a thing that we play sometimes but are continually frustrated by. We are, but we did. I would say we did have one of our best experiences ever with GTA in that last heist. We did. We've done mm. the heist before, but we just have been doing them again, and we're doing them. With, we've got um, a new group, haven't we? We've got a new, yeah, new couple of lads, new posse. So yeah, we're, we're having having some good experience with that. Like um, the Batmobile has proved to be a source of um, anecdotes, which is good. Mm. And now, especially now, fitted rockets to it. Um, and yeah, the time that's that, pretty violent. And now, and the, there was the time that you parked it on a rooftop garden by accident. Yeah, I was trying to get it too fast. The, the problem with the rockets is if you clip literally anything, you just go flying, um, which is how you ended up in the sea all those times. It's but true. Yeah, I try and just drive inland with the Batmobile. I managed. What, is it like the tumbler? Or is it... Yeah, it's like it's the front of it <coughs> is like Burton's Batmobile, and then the back of it is the tumbler. Mm. So it's got like a rocket boost thing that lets you go really fast down streets, and because it's flat at the front, like a dip to the front, it can knock cars out of the way yeah, as well. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. cool. We were also running for the cops, and I hit a curb and just flew up into the air into this little enclosed. <laughs> it's just a tiny rectangle roof guard with thing brass. With no, there's no purpose for it to be there. <laughs> but um, it turned out like neither the police helicopter, the cars, or the helicopters could see us while we were there. So we just sort of sat there and waited out the. <laughs> The wanted level, and then luckily the boost also let us flip over the lead, the um, fence that was should have blocked us in. Yes, because if we we're in any other car, we would have never retrieved that vehicle. To, to give you an idea of how ridiculous the boost is, Andy, I managed to clip into the top of those windmills out in the oh, desert yeah. just by hitting the rockets <laughs> on like a hill and making it go through the sky. That was a nice. How moment. much did that cost you? That was something like three point seven five million in game. Oh, like I think you, like, you could you could afford it by grinding, but it would just be the only thing you'd buy. Yeah, yeah. that would yeah. be your one treat. Yes, um, but it is real good, I must say. I've definitely. <laughs> it's nice um, playing the heist missions as well because there's some missions where I can just turn up with it. 
like we were in a quarry fighting all these guys and I just turned up and the rockets auto-aimed onto all of the different AI and I just sat there hitting it and it's like that was the most Batman I'd ever felt um, yeah it's yeah. kind of interesting how different they feel when you're completely uh, kitted out in the latest stuff yes, as opposed to our first time through when some of us only had like one pistol yeah it was kind of crazy I don't know how we ever finish it now but like uh, there was um, a lot of shouting and swearing <laughs> but now we're rattling through it like mm. no problem and it's really good fun the heists in GTA are just like the like at their best they're just the the, be- the best thing you can do in a co-op game in my opinion they're mm. amazing um, okay cool last game then Andy Batman yeah. Telltale's Batman yeah what? that old old ass Telltale Batman game uh, it's is not, it that old it's like a year and a half old I don't yeah. think it's old yeah. well, I, <clears throat> I, I saw a lot of talk about how good Series 2 was mm. um, which involves the Joker and I just thought I want to play that so I have to play the first one which I'd bounced off when it originally came out quite hard yeah um, but I once you power through that first episode, it's really good, and it's actually one of my favorite Batman stories. Um, having you know read a bunch of the comics and stuff, watch you watch um, the animated series a lot, didn't you as well? Yeah, yeah, been working my way through that as well, and it's just <clears throat> it does some nice twists on. Uh, it's got I want I can't obviously it's a Telltale game, so story's paramount, but well, it's really all there is. But um, it does a nice twist on the origin story, and um, doesn't really come become clear till like episode two or three, where the you know the. Um, there's been a few twists on that origin story, but this is quite a cool one. But I won't say anymore. But there's some interesting stuff for the characters, uh, established characters who you think have become a bit of a trope in Batman. They twist it in some interesting ways. Okay. Um, in other ways, it's just it's just really tropey, really Batman. Like it just you know re- redoes things in the exact same ways that have been done a million times before. But there's enough little elements, rogue elements, where it uh, deviates from established Batman to become interesting right? Um, and the story as well just really ramps up and I, I sat and played three episodes in a row one night I just couldn't stop playing it I was properly wow. uh, into it and again it's that telltale thing of you're not really making much impact on the story although I heard that the second series is one of telltale's better games in the in sense that you're shaping the story in right. a more direct way <laughs> whereas this I feel like stuff would have happened regardless of what I'd done but um, yeah it's just a I just felt like I should say if you've been sleeping on Telltale's Batman series and you like Batman, play it and get past the first episode. Yes, because I, I played that first start, episode yeah. and I really didn't like it. it was, um, a, yeah. My problem, my problem with it was that uh, Telltale's pitch to me. I was, I wrote a piece about this on the site. I was really down on the idea that oh yeah, we're going to make this more about Bruce Wayne than yeah. Batman. I'm like. I guess what no one there's no mm-hmm. good Bruce Wayne stories they're all Batman yeah. stories like um and that and then playing that first episode didn't dissuade me from that there was like the the penguin was your emo mate yeah, I, yeah. Emo, I should take that back but yeah. yeah and then there was like um Harvey was obviously going to turn into Two-Face yeah. at some point so his opinion of you is probably important in terms of how yeah, that yeah. goes and like something bad's going to happen to both of them or one of them like yeah. clearly uh, well, it just felt very telegraphed, you know. Yeah, it's it, it gets more interesting. It, I think I wonder if they tried to keep it familiar in the first episode to right. get to say this is the Batman, you know, and like, but then they branch off later on, and it is the Bruce in it is one of my favourite versions of Bruce Wayne. Like, and I think it's probably heightened by the fact that you're controlling him and choosing what he says, so mm. I feel more attached to him than if I was just passively reading a version of him in the comics, or whatever. But. By the end, I've actually gone quite attached to that version of, of Bruce and uh, even Troy Baker, who, when I hear his voice, I get a bit of a, oh, not, 
and again, he's actually does a really good job in it. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, I, yeah, that's the thing. You do hear him in everything, but he's also always really good. Yeah, yeah. And he, so I think it is, it is worth playing. If I remember, sort of a lapsed Telltale fan, I sort of fell out with them and stopped enjoying their games. Played Borderlands, people like that one. Yeah, they? that's. I'm going to try that next. That's if, my yeah, favorite I've of heard, their games. I just yeah. hate the humor in Borderlands, but people say no, it's different. It's it's. Um, it is a bit. It's it's less. It focuses less on the extremes of Borderlands humor yeah. a lot of the time. Um, it's also it makes the most of it by fitting all the jokes into Telltale's conversation system because it kind of puts you in control of the timing of things yeah, and yeah. lets you actually define what level of banter you want out of your relationships. A lot of the time, well, a lot of the time it felt like you know you've got the ex will remember that or whatever, but these are very obviously quite slapstick relationships in some ways um, and some are set up to be deliberately antagonistic even if there's kind of a friendly rivalry behind it mm. so if you're being a dick in service of jokes that doesn't feel like you're being rude it feels like you're sort of playing to the to the that world more right. than anything yeah. which um yeah it's an interesting way of framing borderlands's humor i think it rescues something out of it mm. Quite a bit. Yeah, Interesting. I'm, I'm play that one a bit of a. <clears throat> they're, they're just a nice sitting on the couch game, Telltale games. Mm. And I think yeah, I got a new big TV as well, so that helped. I was just sat on the sofa playing Batman, and really just enjoying the fact that it's quite hands off. And you've got yeah. this as the police as well, haven't you? You just put that up. That might be good for a yeah. I just couch bought that. Playing. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think you, it's it's definitely worth playing and that you get a Batman rating at the end or like you get it judges your decisions and gives you like a character trait I got compassionate my Batman Bruce was uh, I believe that the true Batman is compassionate yeah but you I can be you good. can um, you can be more like a brutalising uh Old man, Frank Batman. Miller, Batman. Yeah, I was yeah. Say, yeah, they should rate it based on which writer you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there's yeah, stuff you, you like Scott Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's stuff you can do, like you know, you've got um, a criminal, you've captured him, and the news helicopters there, and you can choose whether you want to like brutalize him to show the people of Gotham that you're a, you're not, you know, you're, you're the scary. I oh, was in the first episode. Yeah, yeah. I think I did can, that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, or you can like, you know, go easy on him to show people that you're not a, a monster sort of thing, and then that'll come back and and the choices come back later on in some interesting ways never in a direct story way just in a how someone treats you type right, way yeah. which mm. is enough interactivity to make it feel like I'm not just watching a TV series right just just enough you know yeah 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 that's, that's cool like the, my other problem with it was was the detective sequences weren't as good as those in nah, Arkham games they which feel just really great. cheap compared to the, like, they're so lavish those Arkham especially in Night that yeah, they feel quite yeah. cheap um, but yeah. the, bit, the bit where you try and figure out what happened to Barbara Gordon where that car crash happened yeah. in Arkham Knight is like amazing yeah, and um, yeah like in this in this felt very much like find the four things in the yeah. room I'm you hoping know? Yeah. that's fleshed out a bit in the second series but yeah as, as soon as I get home tonight I'm going to start see, season 2 I'm really excited about it wow because they build up the the Joker as the main villain in the new series yeah and, uh, he's introduced in the first series in a really unique way okay um, where Batman doesn't know so it's not like they've got history it's the first time he meets him right, okay. it, I won't say any more than that but they, they introduced the Joker in a way I've never seen him introduced in another oh, kind wow. of Batman media, media okay. game, so. well, they, uh, this game has been like so off my radar like mm. in terms of I think people just assumed it was another Telltale game yeah well then, I, I yeah. did as well I'm really glad I stuck with it because yes yeah, perhaps, it, perhaps yeah. that judgement is a bit harsh on Telltale just in terms of like so what? There's the Walking Dead games, which are the, uh, 
we know what they are. Like Game of Thrones seems to be the superfluous one where people didn't see that. Yeah, I think that's way. the one. Well, that and um, Minecraft story mode seem to be oh, the ones yeah, yeah, that yeah. are like properly negatively Jurassic received. Jurassic Park as well was famously uh, awful. Like, that was that was, that before, was, that was pre together, like the. Ah, uh, was it? I yeah, know. I think that so, was in an old engine version. You know, after the Walking Dead, everything became that Game kind of, of decent. I played the first four episodes, but the fact I didn't finish it says quite mm, a lot. Yeah, I never felt compelled to finish it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I th- yeah, I think there are a few good ones and a few that people are like, eh, it's a bit tiny and whatever. But yeah, I mean, I can't, even, I, can't, I wouldn't go back. I have no interest in playing like the season two of The Walking Dead or mm. they're on season three. Yeah, now, I never played right? season like, two. Yeah. yeah, me neither. It's they told that story really well in the mm. first one, and I don't know if I need any more of it. That is Batman's the end of that. Story. Story. Yeah. yeah, I think Walking Dead series one's the best, and I'd say I'd put Batman as a uh, series one as a second best, but maybe season two. Yeah. Even better, so yeah. Tales from the Borderlands up there. Richard Collins yeah, certainly seemed that, yeah. big on Batman. He was, oh, really? Yeah, he was. He really liked Batman. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, maybe okay. you should. Um, maybe you should give it another shot. I mean, you love Batman. Yeah. I do love Batman. Yeah, I'd be interested to see, what, hear your opinion on some of. The, see, some of the things I think is cool, like how Joker was introduced. You're way more. Why? Uh, you've read a lot more Batman, and me to be like, oh yeah, that was done like you know already. Or oh, whatever, I don't know. But... I'm, I'm quite open to like. Um, Wild interpretations of Batman. Like I've, I've even come around to Batman vs Superman, which yeah. I really hated when I first saw it. But now it's definitely a messy film. But like, there's a lot of good stuff in there as well. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. I will. That's a good recommendation. We'll move on to questions then, uh, guys. And hopefully, I can load this on my uh, iPod without it being a big problem. That's right. I use an iPod. Um, <laughs> no, I can't. But I can find them in this in this here email. Uh, I'm just going to talk uh, some words. Yeah, whilst I'm looking also for... now looking through emails because no. apparently has a disaster happened, Phil? No, 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 no. Because uh, I've got the email with the pod questions. Here, oh yeah, I've so I can, I can. I found it. It's all good. Great. Um, either way, it's good. I'm glad we got through this difficult <laughs> time. These are all from our Discord, um, which you can get access to by joining the um, PC Gamer Club. We're also mm-hmm. looking into some ways we can get uh, print subscribers that access to. Um, stay tuned on that. Yeah, one. that would be nice. Yes. Um, so yes, uh, Bliarm uh, says, "Has there ever been a game that you've really enjoyed but can no longer go back to, whether it be nostalgia for an older game, a corrupted sim save file, and etc." Um, optional context. A couple of months ago, I had finished and thoroughly enjoyed Pyre. As much as I'm curious about bits of story I've missed, the narrative of my first playthrough felt so complete and satisfying, I'm actually afraid of playing through the story mode again. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever play Walking Dead Series 1 again. Any like narrative that. game, yeah, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Like you make your choices and yeah, you live with it. I feel like that's the best way to do it, and not mm. two competing timelines in your head. I would I play Gone Home again, for example, you know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah. Um, former deputy editor Chris Thurston saying that uh, for all the times he played replayed Mass Effect, he always picked the same choices. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't ever he wanted to replay that game. It's like he's still got his canon storyline that he has just, to follow. He's just rewatching a film, and that, yeah, yeah, basically. I, I replayed Mass Effect two to keep the entire party alive because I really love the party members in that game. Um, so yeah, I kept every single one of them alive. Having reviewed the game I had no idea what the right choices were so mm. I sent Morden into the pipe and I didn't have Legion I didn't even know you could get Legion and so Tally yeah. goes in the pipe does she? or yeah. Legion. Legion oh Legion oh yeah they're both yeah, the, hack, the hacky ones yeah, yeah the computer got... ones have to go in the pipe Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it's made but Morden's a smart guy so you think well if he has to go yeah. hacky stuff then you know uh, he's anyway. more a biology guy yeah, he's a that biologist. game came out 8 years ago <laughs> <laughs> I can let I'm it go I'm still angry <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I have tried playing Dragon Age Origins, but I do admit that, like, my character in that game, I, 
I'd struggle to do all the same stuff again. Mm. It's a bit weird in that game as well because of the different origins and how vastly different the main characters can be. It's a bit strange to play as a different character and then still have the same relationship with Morrigan or whatever. It feels less authentic. Yeah, I played through that. I, I replayed that um, when I was going through the Dragon Ages just before Inquisition. Mm. And uh, I'm pretty sure I ended up with a completely different sort of set of storylines. Um, probably not like completely different just because I find it really hard to be a dickhead in RPGs. Yeah. Just because it's like, it just feels kind of awkward and embarrassing. It's like just being some fucking stroppy teen. I was, I like being a dickhead in Dragon Age 2. That was a good game for being a dickhead. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know if I'd have gone full, like, anger dickhead. I was just sarky prick. I, um, I made Anders hate me. I don't know, maybe just, he was just, he just a bit spurned because I was romancing him for a while. But then, um... Uh, Anders had other tr- problems, frankly. <laughs> Well, Aveline liked me. That's all that matters. <laughs> that She's is the important thing. She's my BFF. Yeah, um, I've got just an idea popped in my head that to play Dragon Age Origins, even though I've never really given it the time. Should is that mad? I'd love it. I think you'd love it, Andy. You'd yeah, love Pillars of Eternity. There's no reason you wouldn't enjoy no, Dragon Age. I, I, I've tried Dragon Age and I've actually played all of them, um, and I just don't like the, the world. Never fully grabbed me. Maybe I should start from the start. I think it is quite a typical fantasy world at first, but yeah. then it sort of twists and turns on top of that. I, I think. think if there's one you're going to like, it would be Origins, probably. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it really is like the missing link between like old CRPGs and whatever yeah. like uh, today's action RPGs. Like there's a yeah, there's some connective tissue there. Like sure. the best Origin. Uh, oh, I think City Elf's really good. But, um, City Elf is really good. Yeah. That's the one I usually pick. Human um, Noble's like pretty generic, but not yeah. too bad either. Is it Noble? I think it is. I'm gonna give I've it only ever tried City Elf, I think. See how we got on. And maybe Wood Elf. City Elf, you're like basically living in a slum and um, everyone in the city hates you and it's, re- yeah. it's really interesting. Um, yeah, that was cool. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great game. Yeah. Yeah, I want to play it again now, it's... but I can't because of the reasons I already stated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get other, um, other things. What do you I guess I spent forever in plants versus zombies which had this whole metagame thing of growing a garden and having all this stuff going on and I got really into that like during one university break um, and then yeah I think my safe though no, I think there was a steam cloud error uh, that basically deleted my save or just sort of cloud saved it out of existence uh, and it was like well I have no reason to ever play this game again yeah I refuse to play this <laughs> now Okay, well, that's a sad story. Mm. Andy, you got any more examples? Show me what the next question. No, not really. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right, um, thank you for the question. Um, Mox, embarrassing game handles from Days Gone. Um, I've still got an embarrassing one, Sir Manuel. No, I'm desperate to know about your... Oh, yeah, I've also got an MSN username that I've discussed in this podcast before that I cannot... My, my MSN mail from, like, 2003, which is really bad. I used to be named my first internet handle when I was in the free surf chat rooms. In the old days of dial-up internet, was a Final Fantasy VIII character. Which one? I was called Fujin eighty uh, three. <laughs> Fujin, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I was confused because I, you know, you know, Fujin and Raijin, the, yeah, the the, the duel of uh, ciphers. Sort of so cuts. Fujin's the bloke, isn't he? No, um, Raijin's the bloke. Oh, okay. And I got mixed up. Okay, right. And yeah. I thought I was named. I thought I was named myself after the the lightning boy. Right, but I was naming myself after the grey-haired woman. So, yes, well, yeah. I thought the um, I thought that Fujin was the cooler one of the two, 
but yeah, I, it's I a daft name. Yeah, yeah no. But I just you know, <laughs> I was trying to name myself after the the blog, but I messed up. So. That's okay. I used to be on a Final Fantasy um, forum where I had a, a similar deal. Yeah, so, I was on yeah. a bunch of Final Fantasy forums. We might have crossed digital paths. We were <laughs> ever on uh, ffsymphony.net. No, I never. That was not one of my haunts. That was really good because it's kind of more music focused. Anyway, yeah. let's not get into yeah. that. <laughs> Phil, what about you? I no. What is Octator? What does that refer to? A uh, song off the Res soundtrack. Oh, right. Uh, that's that's pretty, a good, good prominence. Provenance, yeah, that's... I can that's never think good. of good names, so I just steal... I just look at whatever album's near me and look at the song titles. I don't know where my internet, my current one, came from. Ultra brilliant. Yeah. I, well, just worry, like, I don't know what it is. It's been around long enough that you kind of can't really change it. I mean, yeah. You've built your, your Twitter following off exactly. of that. Exactly. I, I worry people think I really think that I'm amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah. No, it's, it's fine, really. No, none of these can even compare to my one. Um, was so... it uh, Dark Cypher? It was, like, worse than that. <laughs> it was, like, so bad. Um, all I'll say is, like, it had a Buffy the Vampire Slayer reference in it. And I'll say no more for now. <laughs> oh, man. I'm gonna get one day we one are going to reveal yeah. the truth. And the one, and the, don't ever trick me into Steam gifting you something, because then, <laughs> then you'll see it. <laughs> That's how my girlfriend found out. <laughs> um, the fact that we we're over t- uh, able to overcome that uh, says a lot for the strength of our relationship, yeah. I think. <laughs> okay, our next question. Um, Max Urser. I'm going to read out the um, full comment, just because I think it's uh, good to share it. Uh, finally, listen to the previous pod. Got some feedback slash opinion. Are you Vermintide too difficult? for you. What many folks don't realise is that not only um, is there the chosen baseline difficulty, but also the AI director and randomised item distribution. Holy crap, we've had that a few times. Empty chess. That game, there's a game of empty chess. Yeah, I assume the chess become less empty the harder the difficulty. It feels like you should be rewarded more. Otherwise it is just empty chess everywhere. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Okay, good. Uh, Right, where was the rest of it? Sounds like your difficulties were due to a compounding of the latter two variables. The same thing can easily happen at any difficulty and is no less galling when you get dicked by the system. Um, So that's uh, a good comment and I appreciate uh, you weighing in on that. Like I say, we'll carry on with that game and we'll have more opinions, I'm sure. And also, um, uh, Max has tried to join our game, but we'd had it set to private so he couldn't and I felt bad. Um, But next (laughs) time... Next time that sounds good. We could use a, a smart fourth member. As, as long, long as they don't pick up <laughs> grimoires. Yeah. Or I'll be furious. Leave the tome alone. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't want knowledge. I want to finish the level. Um, did Andy enjoy playing with dinosaurs is his question. The answer is yes, right? I did, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. <laughs> I, I tranquilized one and um, lifted it up in the helicopter and put it in a different pen. That sounds good. And that sounds really boring, but when you're actually doing it, it's really exciting. No, that sounds all right. So, yeah. but nothing went amok when you. No, that there. was that was the most dramatic thing that happened. I was too early in the game to. Could do... you not have taken one of the dinosaurs and put it into the pen of an incompatible I dinosaur? I put uh... a carnivore in with a herbivore, and the, the developer leaned over and went, "Yeah, we've not put that behaviour in yet." So I was like, oh, <laughs> That's what I wanted to happen. I specifically did it <laughs> to create some drama. But yeah, yeah it's not bite a... the bronchosaurus's neck off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Cool. Next question. N. Brady Easton. Question for the pod. Do you guys have any sort of ritual, for want of a better phrase, to get you back into games when you keep bouncing off them and can't get stuck in? Watching a sci-fi film before you play Alien Isolation or Mankind Divided, for example. Really profiling us here. (laughs) Um, Do you take breaks from playing games? Maybe I'm just getting old. Um, The other one's about which high-end beers have you been consuming. Um, But also, I'm actually off the beer at the moment. I'm more of a wine guy right now. Wow. I'm just trying to... Just just because the calories and sugar of beer is so bad. Well, I've been drinking a... Kona Brewery, Hawaiian brewer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Hanalei IPA. Oh yeah, I you had get that. An it's yeah, delicious. It's not. It's quite a refreshing it's, beer. Yeah, it's mm. really passion fruity and nice. So mm. that's my current um, Friday night. Four of those, play a game, 
That's the ritual. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, I was... <laughs> the man in his thirties ritual. <laughs> I think that's perfectly respectable. Yeah. Um, I've had a, had a wiper and true hard shake from Hunter and Sons, what, uh, my favourite local, um, the other day. That's a chocolatey beer, which is quite nice. You like nice. your um, hearty stouts, don't you? I do. Yeah. Just pudding, pudding stouts. stouts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pudding in a glass. I had a good um, imperial stout. Uh, called um, Umbrella Abyss which is my uh, a bit of a conflict of interest because my friend works at the brewery but it's really nice I'd say like it's second only to Wildebeest from Wild Beers when it comes to pudding stouts <laughs> um, so there's my uh, there's my readout a lot of local breweries there so if you live far away I don't know how you'd get those probably like the post anyway um, Phil anything to add on the beer front? No I've just been buying up lots of different IPAs and wheat beers or whatever because my girlfriend's on a push to get herself into beer she wants to finally, <laughs> finally understand she finds it fascinating the whole like culture well, culture to an extent but mostly like the variety um, it's pretty amazing yeah, mm. it's weird. but but part of that means learning like to be able to distinguish the dif- differences and not just be like it all just tastes a beer, doesn't it? Yeah, I, that's the thing is I quit beer long enough that now when I drink it, I've sort of lost the taste for it a little mm. bit, and it's quite hard to get. I think if I kept drinking it like consistently, I'd get it back again. But yeah, yeah. Um, but I do miss the double IPAs as well. Um, yeah. Should we answer the game question? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Any any rituals? I, I get game malaise all the time, and it lasts. Sometimes like three weeks or something, I'll just lose complete interest in playing anything, and you, you've just got to. I just watch a lot of films and mm. ride it out till I get the sudden urge to go back and then. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like a like, perhaps four or five times a year. I've been getting fatigued lately from the amount of games and how far behind I feel with games, yeah. and that can be quite irritating. So like, I feel a bit more caught up now. I finished Deus Ex and Dishonored too. Like, I feel like yeah. I'm I'm closer to being caught up on Finishing the games. Finishing a few I'm interested games in. makes you feel good, like you're making some. Yes, that t- that still those two still took me about three or four months though. So yeah, but they're both worth it. Mm. Uh, how about you, Phil? Any I find it's good to have like just an ongoing comfort game that if you're making progress in it, or even if you're just sort of dicking about in it, not making progress, it's just nice to play. I mean, I tend to bounce between like PC games that I want to play or I want to progress in, or like big story games, um, and just lying on my couch playing Monster Hunter or a Yakuza, which none of which are particularly productive activities, right. let's say. Um, yeah, None of them are really clearing a big backlog or helping me write features for a magazine or anything. But, yeah. um, it's good to have a few like dip-in games. Yeah. Uh, Rocket League, I'm back into that, and that's currently my dip-in game. If I've had enough of a big you know, episodic or big weighty story games, it's good if you just want a quick hit of gaming fire up Rocket League and play it three or four matches and that usually yeah I was actually yeah. like I agree with Phil on this on the side of like games on other formats as well like because mm. if you don't have to think about writing about them like not this is a real problem obviously it's a very <laughs> privileged problem um, like it's nice to just be able to like the new God of War is coming out for example mm. and I'm I'm really excited about picking that up because that's just I'll never have to write about that and I can mm. just play through the story and you know, I don't like children, but I'm sure that that relationship is probably quite interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. That's I mean, thing. before that, Destiny One was probably that for me. Just, it's nice to have a game. I think where you don't have to, you don't have to learn anything. You don't have to sit down with new systems and think, okay, well, I'm going to figure this <laughs> yeah. thing out, or you make progress and think, okay, well, what's the big challenge I have to come now, overcome now? It's just a case of uh, next hour is going to be me doing a thing that's incredibly familiar to me, which is a bit like yeah, dipping back into Rocket League or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just like, all right, this is going to happen. It's going to waste an hour of my life, but that's what's needed right now. <laughs> 
Okay, cool. I got good... a Rocket League crate the other day, and I felt so dirty. I don't know why I did it. Well, you opened it, and you paid bought money it. to open it. I bought a key or whatever. And I don't know. I had like a crate set in my inventory. I don't know where it came from. Presumably, they just give you one, so you buy a key. Yeah, right. Course. Yeah. I got yeah. I got a little player card of a rabbit and a donut. <laughs> An, anim- an animated uh, player banner, and I was like, I got a little. Well, I'm happy with that. That was worth two quid. <laughs> the best, the best thing you can get in those games are those goal explosions. Just yeah, like, some of those are like beautifully one, like, animated. A, I saw someone the other day. It was like the Grim Reaper comes out of the goal and like swings aside. I was yeah, like, damn. I'm gonna buy a hundred more keys to try and get one of them. <laughs> the fireworks really. one's really good, and some of the trails you get are so nice as well. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 this game is very different to when I last played it. Apparently. There's a spring event yeah. on right now. If you play. A match, you get like five or six flowers. Oh, for they do this for ex- every season. Yeah, event. yeah, you can exchange them for, um, yeah, Crates. trails. And I've got like a rainbow oh, trail and stuff like that, and decals and all that. I don't know. I, 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 when you get when you get suckered in by that stuff, you just feel so weak-minded. <laughs> like I yeah. bought an Overwatch crate as well once. I just thought, why am I doing this? As I was doing it, I was going, why am I doing it? I think like we we talked about this a fair amount. I think, but like I, I think it's okay to if you're playing a game a lot. To feel like you're getting more out of it by spending a bit of money, that's, or just seeing that, something different on your character. Yeah, that's it. Like yeah. if you like the Batmobile is is my example of that. Really, mm. like yeah. a bit of that was the ten pound shark card I bought, and like that's. But I really, really like going around GTA Online in a Batmobile. That is like <laughs> yeah. that is means that's, a lot yeah, to me. I yeah. mean, that, that feels like the balance. If you're having fun with it, it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. super interesting because obviously you know people are very against microtransactions at the moment mm-hmm. is the big thing that we've decided to be outraged about and there's a lot of predatory practices around how they're implemented yeah but also it's not necessarily a bad thing to like slip a dev a tenor because you've played the game for a hundred hours or so yeah right? mm. it's fine you know show some appreciation that way i, I think gta is a better example to an extent just because you can buy the thing you want rather yeah. than have to you know Leave it to RNG. Yeah, yeah. You actually yeah. don't have to spend real cash. You have to spend time, which is yeah. a big commitment too. But yeah, it's not real. It doesn't have to be real money. But even if you decide to spend real money, you know how much you're going to spend because, say, you really want a Batmobile. You know it's three point five, whatever. Yeah, but fake I need bucks. an extra million, and I know I'm get that million. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's not a case of you have to keep buying crates in the hope that you unlock the Batmobile in one of them, you just, you know, that yeah. amount of money and it's yours. What's it called in game? The Batmobile's got like a uh, Vigilante. Vigilante. Yeah. yeah, it's like I've also I bought an Avenger in that game, which is like um, I don't know if you've seen them, but they're the giant flying, they're like the Fallout style, like flying sh- gunships. You got one of them as well. Yeah, I bought one of those. Wow. I can't remember where the money for that one came from. Like, I thought yeah, because we got um, there was like a spring reimbursement thing, and you got like something like six hundred thousand off the back of that. Mm. And I um, and we I'd done a bunch of stuff. Um, with Joe um, for in my hangar, so I had a, a lot of cash sloshing around, and I bought that, fitted a turret to it, fitted the vehicle workshop to it, nice. and then w- drove my Batmobile inside and fitted rockets to it, and like <laughs> um, like better armor and all this stuff. And it's a bit silly, but like, it, yeah, I definitely think that owning something nice in that game makes a difference, particularly when you're hanging out with friends, and it's like mm. this is the dumb shit I bought. Like yeah. Joe has that car with the ridiculous horn. What is that horn? That's that one. It's just like, and it's got like lights glowing underneath the car, and it's like garish pink, and he's got matching clothes and a matching minigun with a coloured little decal. Like it's pretty silly, but very Joe. It is, yeah. Shout out to our compact lad. Last question, then. Elephant of Destiny. 
uh, what album do you think would be translated into an interesting video game? For example, I think that Pink Floyd's The Wall <laughs> would make an awesome point-and-click adventure or something with psychedelic animations, a story that covers somewhat heavy themes, and of course, some music to back it up. Would love to hear what you guys think. It's a great idea, a psychedelic Pink Floyd point-and-click adventure. I'd play that. And they could make Yellow Submarine into a point-and-click yeah, adventure, that, I think. Yeah, that would be perfect. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I think most concept albums that have a running story, you could make a a good um, point-and-click adventure out of. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to give like what. The, the, you can do a good puzzle game out of the Who's Quadrophenia, which is about a, a young mod who's got a split personality split four ways. They're all competing against each other. You could have a character switching adventure yeah. game where you've got to decide which uh, quarter of his personality is best for a, a particular conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that would certainly be a game that someone could make. Yeah. <laughs> I'd play it. <laughs> well, I think like um, albums I like. I'm trying to think like. Uh, I think Tears for Fears, songs from the big chair is all like is all about one psychiatrist. I think or yeah. one one sort of set of philosophies and. But I don't know if I I, I don't know what the game would be out of that. You mm. know? Uh, no, I have no idea. Um, yeah. Or like Violated by Depeche Mode, which I really liked when I was sixteen and still kind of like now. Well, some albums have a mood that could be like translated to a game. Some Bowie yes. albums would probably be quite good for this. Yeah, yeah, like um, Ziggy Stardust and Spiders from Mars. That'd be quite. Yeah, you could do like yeah. a sci-fi epic where he's literally on Mars with yeah. giant spiders yeah. firing lasers out of his lightning bolt on his forehead or something. Sounds alright. Yeah. <laughs> you could probably turn like um, his entire back catalogue into a mini-game compilation. Yeah. Fishy Bashy Special. <laughs> <laughs> or WarioWare. Yeah. You know? Fishy Boy Special. Bowie Bashy. <laughs> That works pretty well. Um, yeah, I think that would be the way to respect his memory. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've uh, turned your entire amazing career into a minigame compilation. So, yeah. Um, yeah. That was a good, weird question. Uh, yeah, it was good. You got any answers to that, Phil? You haven't weighed in with any well, yet. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of ways you can turn uh, any feeder album into anything, but you can't, and you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Echo Park would be. Really. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that music found its place by being the backing uh, to Grand Gran Turismo 3. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was where that music belonged. Um, okay, cool. A game about drinking cider from a lemon. <laughs> in the house in Devon. Yeah, maybe you could turn that They don't all have to be so literal. <laughs> a point and click adventure, use cider with lemon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's the name of the podcast, use cider with lemon. <laughs> Very good. And you can make it's a little bit of a special. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Um, cool. Well, that's the end of the podcast. It was really nice to have Andy here. We're going to try and feature Andy in the podcast yeah. in the future. I'll, I'll, have a, I'll have a presence on the next, <laughs> incoming podcast. Let's not explain way. it any more than that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. It'll Ghostly be the uh, presence. That will be that'll be good. But yeah, well, um, I'm sure Andy will be down in like probably two or three months as well. So we'll um, definitely get him on to do this again. Uh, if you want to send us some questions, you can email us at is it pcgamer at futurenet.com. Yeah. Yep. Or letters at PCGamer.com. Yes. Um, and indeed, you can drop questions into Discord, as some of you have been doing, which is great. And you can tweet us at PCGamerPod. It's really easy for us to pick those up. So yes. feel free to do that. It's not just shouting into a hole. We do see them. Um, so, yes, uh, thank you very much. And we'll be back in two weeks, probably. 